Hello and welcome to the Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Chase. This is a place where women share their unique pregnancy journeys, birth stories and postpartum experiences. We hope to help educate future mothers and allow them to have a safe and positive experience. So since birthing my daughter and becoming a mum, I believe sharing our experiences helps us process them, as well as educates parents-to-be on what may lie ahead. So due to the topics that we're discussing, please do be mindful around little ears. Now on to the show. Hi Esther, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Oh, I'm not I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Um, so let's go straight into it. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? Yes. So I am 27. I live in Scotland with my daughter, who is two, my partner and a dog. We've got a little dog called George. And I became a mom on my 25th birthday. She was 12 days overdue and arrived on my birthday, which... I literally tell every single person because I still cannot believe it. <laughs> I love that. I think that is so sweet. It was crazy. What are the chances? I honestly thought I was going to be pregnant forever. Fleshy. <laughs> and what do you do day to day? Are you working at the moment? So no, I used to be an accountant and then I left my job in May because both of my parents got sick at the same time, which was wild. We don't know anybody that's kind of had cancer in our family and then both of my parents got cancer at the same time. So I basically went on holiday to see my mom because my mom, as you can tell by my name, it's spelled a Polish way. So I went over to see my mom for a week and ended up staying three months with Remy because things were so bad. Um, so yeah, I kind of left and then um, it kind of forced me to make my little hobby of posting on TikTok and Instagram a full-time job now. So. Yeah, that's what I do now. Which oh, is I'm crazy. So sorry it's about wild. Your parents. That's so awful. It was it was um, crazy. So my dad's clear now. Mom, that's really awful. I know, it was it was pretty crazy just because when I was in Poland, um I was basically there by myself with Remy, so I kind of had to be, you know, still a mum and kind of like ignore all these all these like crazy feelings that were happening. But yeah, we did it. My mum's still sick, but my dad's clear now and yeah, hopefully my mom's just kind of waiting on surgery, but there's just nobody that we've found so far that is willing to do it. But we um, were... And has she always lived in Poland then? When did you move to the UK? Did you ever live... Were you born in Poland? Yes, I was. And then my parents moved here when I was 10. So I've, I would mm-hmm. I wouldn't class as, you know, like Scotland's my home, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. When I go over there, like, I don't feel like it's my home. Although I can Mm -hmm. speak the language, but I don't understand everything and stuff. Um, But it's really fun. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. But yeah, I I would say that, you know, my home's Scotland for sure. And so when you fell pregnant, were you trying to fall pregnant? Um, Was it a complete surprise or? So with Remy, yeah, because we've been together since we were 14, I'm 27 now, um, we kind of, you know, knew that that was kind of like the next step and we kind of spoke about it. Um, And then, yeah, we started trying and it took us about three months. And I just wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting that it would, I didn't think it would take this long. Um, I think I just didn't do any research. You know, I just thought you 
he would just do it and <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd do his job. <laughs> yeah. I, Were you on any contraception before? Like, did you have to come off the pill or anything? No, or? no, we've just kind of done the natural, you know, way of dealing with things. Um, and you had the reg- regular cycle? I did, but I also, if like, if I was stressed or anything, I, there would be kind of delayed. So like, when I was doing like my exams, like I literally didn't have a period for like two months just because it was like stress related. It was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with Remy, I just thought it would just happen straight away because, you know, he was doing his things. <laughs> um, when it didn't, it really affected my head because, yeah, I just thought it would just happen straight away. And I thought I was like, I can't have children. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen for me. And I think the more you think about it, it kind of, it's just so unhealthy. And, you know, instead of like trying and making it fun, it kind of almost feels not like a chore, but it kind of felt like that, I think, at, at some point. Takes any of, any romance out of it. Yeah, it? <laughs> it, it really does. Like, you should literally just like have fun with it. Um, but yeah, so with Brem, it took about three months. And how did you, did you like take a test because your period was due or did you have sort of any symptoms to make you take a test? So every single month I took a test and every single month it was obviously negative. And then the third month uh, we actually, I was, I think I was late by one day and then we went out, there was like a Sunday and we literally got McDonald's on our way back from hospital. And I remember we came home with this pregnancy test and we were like, right, if it's not here by Wednesday, we'll do it then. But I think because we were so excited um, and once again, I, was, I wasn't sure if my period was late because I was stressing myself out or if it was actually real. So we... Um, we kind of like done the test together. So he was in the bathroom with me and then we put it upside down and then he was going to tell me. So um, when he looked at the test, I could just tell by his face. <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. I just couldn't stop laughing. He was crying. <laughs> I couldn't oh stop God, laughing. That's such a nice way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty special. It was, it was, yeah, I ended up crying later, but... Um, it was really nice that we kind of like you know found out together yeah that's gorgeous I love that did mm-hmm. you did you feel any symptoms at all before you took the test like did you think I feel I do feel maybe different or did you just no. feel totally normal no I think because I was at the stage where I wanted it to be true so badly I I definitely didn't feel anything I think I wanted it but I didn't feel anything no that I can kind of re- mm-hmm. recall no and so what was your next steps? Did you know what to do, who to contact? I think um, straight away. I a midwife. Know, yeah, I, I knew. I kind of like went on Google and kind of, you know, done some research then. <laughs> and um, I knew that I think in Scotland, it's like between eight and 10 weeks. That's when like your midwife sees you. Um, I could be lying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but my midwife. No, that sounds seeing, right. Okay, so my midwife seen me when I was about eight weeks, uh, but before that, I actually had to call because I was having really, really sharp pains to one side, um, and then when I called my surgery, they kind of like referred me straight to the hospital because they thought I was in a top of pregnancy. So I did end up having a scan at around like seven weeks, but I couldn't really see anything. 
they just seen that the baby was inside my womb so they were happy about that but I think just because it was my first pregnancy you know I was actually really really skinny so I think I was like a size six um and I think like everything was just like you know stretching and all these different Mm. things happening inside my body I think it was just like that's why it was so painful um but I think it's quite quite scary having to go to hospital because they thought maybe did they say oh we think potentially an ectopic pregnancy no but google told me and i think that's even worse (laughs) i was panicking Mm. at that point so but they were so so quick they were honestly really super quick um i didn't have any bleeding and stuff like that so that was obviously good but i think just because yeah um they they see me straight away and then they couldn't see the heartbeat so that was another thing like oh what's happening Mm. um and then they asked me to kind of go in two weeks after that but i kind of that was scary I kind of knew that you know it's still very very little there is a chance that it's basically just too small to be seen on camera and um, and then when I went back you could see the heartbeat so everything was fine then yeah so it's two weeks now sounds like oh well, it's only two weeks but I'm at, at the time two weeks feels like an, an actual lifetime <laughs> oh, it is crazy I think especially now when you know I've been a mum for over two years I'm laughing about it but I remember like during that time it just feels like you know like your life stops and it feels mm. so overwhelming it's especially. all you can think about yeah oh yeah like nothing really you can't work properly and stuff like that but yeah I guess it's just you just kind of have to listen to you know the professionals and kind of hope that everything's okay for the best yeah and did you have any more symptoms as you went through your first trimester so with Remy I did feel really nauseous from about nine weeks onwards and it kind of stopped about 16 17 weeks and I did have like stomach pains um but I think that was again everything just kind of like you know sticking together um and yeah just probably you know like starting to grow and things like that um but I didn't have like any sort like anything like sore boobs like the common ones I didn't but with my nausea I just felt so sick 24 7 it wasn't like a morning thing you know like people the way you visualize like birth and um pregnancy you just think of like yeah you're you're you know you're gonna get morning sickness in the morning and then one day your waters are going to break and you're going to have your baby. <laughs> and that's basically what you, like what my mind thought was going to happen. Um, but no. Oh, and I also thought that, you know, I'm going to be craving Kirkings and that's going to be like it. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, that's obviously not how it happens. Everybody's so different. But for me, yeah, I just felt so nauseous and so, so tired. They should definitely just call it pregnancy sickness because, like, in my experience, it was not a morning. Yeah, some <laughs> people get day. it, like, at night time more than morning. It's weird, isn't it? So strange. They definitely need to change the name. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, no other symptoms. Did you know much about pregnancy and birth? Did you do any birth education, so like any NCT classes or hypnobirthing or anything? Before that, no, but I did have friends that, you know, kind of um, have given birth before. So one of my best friends actually had an induction. So it was, although she had a 
kind of semi-positive induction. Induction was just something that I didn't didn't want. Um, and I would say that my main research was kind of done from watching One Born Every Minute. Like I literally watched every single episode of One Born Every Minute. That's a good show. <laughs> yeah, and my other best friend, she um, she had just vaginal 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 births, um, but she basically did a little bit of hypnobirthing and she always taught me that you know majority of it is to do with the way you you think because our bodies are made to do this it's just kind of how you deal with it and majority of the time it's the tiredness that kills you like near the end because you're just so exhausted um but yeah i just i didn't have a plan as such i just kind of knew that you know anything can happen and there was only two things I didn't want and one of them was induction and the other one was forceps that was just something I don't know I think with like forceps I know they're you know there to kind of help your baby but there was just something about like literally metal spoons on my baby's head when it's just like you know fresh out of the oven just didn't it just petrified me. It just absolutely, it just absolutely petrified me. I don't know what it was. It's probably I. I said to my midwife, I'd rather have a C-section than forceps. I don't know why. I think maybe it was you just know something what? that you like had fixated on a little bit. Yeah, I think so for sure because it's not ideal at all. I know. I think it's what scared me when my nephew was born. I think there's ten years difference between me and my nephew, and. Um, when he was born, he was delivered by forceps, and he still doesn't have like hair where they kind of pulled him, the way they pulled him. But I think that's again like that was just maybe just a bad story, you know. Like so many kids are yeah. delivered, you know, fine with forceps, but that was yeah, that was just like my thing in my brain. That was like a phobia of forceps. Yeah, and I guess if it had come to it and they said we need to get this baby out the only way we need to get her out now oh yeah i would totally be like you probably would have said just do it of course especially Mm. when you're at that stage in labor you're like yeah just you know just make sure my baby's okay (laughs) yeah yeah but 100 percent, it's good to have preferences um yeah did you know where you wanted to give birth maybe like a local hospital or a birthing center so at the beginning i did consider um a little uh, midwifery like um center i think it's called but the one that i wanted to try in aberdeen um was in a place called in not that it would matter to anybody but the basically the birthing pools there we actually went to visit it was kind of like during covid um so remy was born in 2021 in august it was kind of like when you know, like the rules were kind of like dropping and it was getting more like normal, but it was still at the stage where, like, for example, when we went over, they weren't really doing any tours because yeah, just health and safety, but we were there on a Sunday and we didn't know about this. So they kind of just like let us in to have a look and it was stunning. Like it literally felt like a hotel room and I absolutely loved the idea of like giving birth somewhere cozy and warm, not like Mm -hmm. a, hospital and I actually loved the idea um, and they had 
like massive birth and sweets and what I loved after is that you had like a double bed so like your partner could stay with you if you needed to stay um, and things like that but the only thing that was kind of not going to work there was the birthing pools were broken so I was just like oh I was so gutted but um, we do actually have I think one birthing pool in Aberdeen but it's like one in the whole of Aberdeen you know so like oh my gosh I think there's one I'd, I could be lying or maybe there's two but anyway um I think there was like one at the time and um I was like well sorry I was like well what if it's not working you know at the time um but they had they had birthing pools in the hospital yeah so I think they had like one or something and okay and then yeah it wasn't working and um, no sorry so when i sorry so yeah so the one in aberdeen was working but it was just like one so there wasn't a guarantee that i was actually gonna get it if that makes sense yeah mm. so i did want to give birth in a pool um but yeah the one that i originally wanted to was broken and then in aberdeen I just, it was just kind of like first come first served you can like kind of you know be like yeah it's mine so how are you feeling towards the end of your pregnancy at the end of that third trimester I think because I was so overdue I did think I was going to be pregnant forever like I honestly thought I was going to be pregnant forever um I actually finished work at the time I think like a week before my due date so I was like, right, you know, I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to get my lashes done. Because I was like, I want to look nice in labor. <laughs> and when I say lashes, I just got like LVL, you know, when they just like curl your own yeah, lashes. Yeah, them. I, I didn't go like anything crazy. And I literally had like a plain, you know, pinky color on my nails, short nails. But I just wanted to feel comfortable. Um, anyway, so that was done. And then I just kept waiting and waiting. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> And um, so I think like near the end, I loved pregnancy as a whole, like I really did. It just made me feel so like special and like everyone's just so nice to you, especially when they see a bump. <laughs> so it felt, really, so it, feel, it felt really, really nice. But then, um, yeah, like I of course had like my days, you know, at night time on the sofa when I would be literally crying my eyes out because I couldn't get comfy or like cry because I'm hungry <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like yeah, silly things um but yeah I think near the end I just felt tired I think that waiting game is a real mind game as well oh yeah you just don't know when it's gonna go it's a total head head game isn't it and because you've never felt it before it's like what do contractions mm-hmm. feel like and like this is what everyone would tell me like everyone would say to me oh you'll know you you'll know when you're in labor but i didn't i honestly didn't ah so did you go into labor spontaneously what were your first signs yes so i had two sweeps but they didn't work um so i think the the midwife said that she couldn't touch the baby's head or anything so like they they don't work so that was on my last one was on thursday and then on sunday um i started to kind of like see that I was losing like my mucus plug I think it's called um in the morning and then I was just like oh maybe you know something's happening exciting I know and um 
so that was on Sunday morning and then I was like no I'm just gonna get out of the house because my other best friend told me that it's so much easier when you just get out the house and not think about it because you're kind of just like waiting around and so I got out of the house I went out for lunch and the whole time I was out I had like period cramps but they weren't bad obviously when they were happening I was like right okay it's like I can feel it's like period cramp but it wasn't bad um and then when I got home they just kind of continued but they kind of got more intense at night time so I actually we went to bed and then I got up because they were just so intense and I just couldn't sleep so like they were bad but they weren't bad to the point where I was like screaming they were more just like bad to the point where like I couldn't sleep and um, so I can't remember if I took paracetamol or anything I honestly can't remember but I just remember literally sitting on my sofa the whole night playing Candy Crush and counting the contractions and <laughs> <laughs> um, so my midwife told me that I would have three in ten minutes and I didn't I had two in ten minutes but they were like consistent all throughout the night so when my partner woke up in the morning, I was just so tired. And he kind of said to me, do you want me to go to work? And I was like, I know myself. So like when I'm by myself, I know I need to be strong. But when he's around me, I honestly, I just act like a marshmallow. Like I literally just turn into like, oh my God, you know, like I'm sore. Um, I just, I can't explain it. I don't know if you understand, but I just feel like when I'm by myself, it's like, no you've got this, like, you're fine. But when I'm with him, I feel like I don't have to be. You can be more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. so it's okay, it's more like, yeah, I don't have to be, so I just kind of moan. <laughs> um, but I told him to go to work, and then I just kind of, you know, tried to continue, like, what I would normally do um, on my day. Um, just kind of get on with my day. And I went out for a walk, and the walk that usually takes me 20 minutes took me an hour and 20. So I was like, right, okay. Oh my gosh. And I think it's this because, is definitely something. Yeah, I was literally, I gained, I think, like over three stone. Um, so I think I gained too much, but I think because I was so skinny before, like it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just absolutely loved it. Honestly, like pregnancy as a whole just changed my, like, my whole relationship with food. Before pregnancy, I was literally starving myself. It was so unhealthy. Like, I was so, so small, but I just felt so fat. Looking at pictures now, I'm like, girl, you are so dumb. But, yeah, during my pregnancy, I think because I knew I was not just looking after my own body, I was, you know, making sure that my baby was getting the right food and the right nutrients and stuff. Yeah, nutrition. Um. I just was made that, sure. Was that difficult then when you saw your body changing and growing? It was. Growing? How, yeah. Did you feel like difficult about that? Was difficult. I think I I did. Um, I know I did, but I think because don't get me wrong, that like, I was literally putting vial oil every single morning, every single night, <laughs> because I was like yeah. petrified of like stretch marks and stuff like that. But I know that they're just like you know sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Um, but yeah, it did kind of mess with my head a little bit but I think because I was so happy that I was having a baby and because it took us like a few months even though I know it did like you know it takes people a lot longer to fall pregnant and stuff so like I I know we are fortunate that it didn't take us that long but like to me 
because of like the roller coaster. You I just felt so grateful. Yeah, I just feel super, super grateful to be carrying a baby. So I kind of just like I kind of forgot about it. It just made me feel so special that you know my body could do that. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of just like near the end. Um, when I went for that walk, I was just like, "Is this gonna end?" Like I was just so tired. And then I came home and I was just kind of like sitting on the sofa and I got up and then my belly lifted by itself. I was like, is that a good traction? <laughs> I just didn't know what was happening. And I messaged my friend that literally just had a baby like three months before me. And she was like, your tummy is literally contracting. You know, like my tummy was just like, you know, when you've got a contraction and it just kind of goes like all stiff. Completely like tense. Yes. Um, I'm surprised we don't get six packs after that, honestly. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. So that was happening. I was like, right, okay, maybe I should phone the hospital because they were they, they were so consistent. When they were happening, they were sore and they were lasting like a minute, but there was only like two and ten minutes. And because I'm an accountant, my head's like, no, it has to be three. Because she, to be three yeah, yeah, she told me three. Um so I phoned them and they kind of just like asked me questions and asked me, do you think like your water's broke? And I said, no, even though I was literally peeing every like five minutes. But I think you just do that and you're the end you. Um, and then I think that was like probably like the main question. They asked me if I'd taken paracetamol and I don't think I did at that time or maybe I did. Um, but they kind of just like told me to come in when I was ready if I like I couldn't take it type of thing so mm-hmm. I think I called in about four my partner finished work at about half five and once again I think when I seen him because I was so tired because I didn't sleep since Saturday basically yeah it's exhausting I was just so so tired so we decided to go to the hospital and we actually went to Burger King drive through and I'll never forget this because I was literally like grabbing onto the car laughing because it was such a like moment that you see in the movies you know like you're in labor and your partner's literally getting like a takeaway but that's what it felt like I remember just like being sore but laughing at the same time um and it kind of just seems like a blur the whole journey to the hospital and when we got there how long is the journey I think it was well, including getting the Burger King, it took us about like 25 minutes. But I think the actual <laughs> journey was um, about 10 minutes long. Like it wasn't too bad. And because it was like okay. 7 or like 6 p.m. at that point, like traffic wasn't too bad. It was a Monday and it was like still during COVID time. So it's like when people still partially worked at home. And um, so it wasn't too bad. And then when we got to the hospital, they kind of just like asked me, um, they asked to examine me so that was like one of the first things they did and I was between three and four centimeters so I think it's like okay. classed as active labor then um yeah so they don't send you home no so um I wasn't like in a birthing suite or anything like that I was just kind of in triage which is basically like a place where you just go in and you're basically the little rooms are separated by like they're not blankets what are they called um it's like limbo land like waiting to be sent up to delivery yeah so like you could literally hear everybody like getting examined and stuff like that it wasn't nice um <laughs> to say the least you could literally you know hear what people were speaking about next door to you and stuff like that but anyway um 
they examined me and then they basically said like do you want to maybe try going for a walk they could help and before i went for a walk they were like do you want to maybe try the pool what would you like to you know how would how would you like to kind of move move forward so i was like yeah if the, the pool's available i would love to try the pool and then we went for a walk and i remember literally just getting out the door and the fresh air just hit me and I had to stop and once again I think because I had Matty there and my partner um it just kind of made me turn into this like tired mess of like you know just like overwhelming emotions and I just remember getting so frustrated and when the contractions were coming they were painful like I'm not gonna lie but they weren't like really really bad yeah but I think because I was getting frustrated at that point because I was tired, that's what kind of made it worse. Um, so we went back in and they kind of asked me, I was like, would you still like to try the pool? And at that point I was like, hell no, like get me a patrol. I don't care anymore. I was basically just so tired because once again, that was literally like over 24 hours. Yeah, I've slept in so long, yeah. And, I think what you like what people might not realize like you're carrying so much extra weight and you're peeing like constantly you're literally doing like 30,000 steps just to go to the toilet every day so you're tired you know and your body's obviously like pumping so much blood so it's working super hard for this giant human that you're you know oh my God, you're exhausted yeah you're just so so like so tired so because there had were, you been eating much and drinking yeah you... yeah i was oh, at good. that point i was literally you know getting up for like dinner during the night because i was starving <laughs> so i was always oh, eating at that point. <laughs> i think near the end i was just always hungry um and what about in your labor were you able to eat in your labor i know some people sort of feel a bit sick so i they wouldn't let me just because once you once you have an epidural um they said that you know sometimes things like slow down which they actually did for me and you might have to have a c-section so mm -hmm. all they kind of kept giving me is lucasent um okay. you know like the non-fizzy one to kind of keep my mm -hmm. energy yes yeah and i think i got jelly once and i felt like literally a roast dinner at that time because i was so hungry um <gasps> So, how was the epidural then was that okay getting that they did it work straight away yeah so i went back after my walk and then they gave me gas in the air because there wasn't any spaces in the birthing suite so when i finally got into the birthing suite um i was just like loving gas in the air and i was abusing it so much because it just made me feel so like drunk and then when the contraction <laughs> was coming i was like oh my goodness you know like gasping for air because i was like oh no i'm abusing this so much um but it really really helped me and i was really worried because so many people have told me that you're gonna hate it it's gonna make you feel sick and that is like the biggest thing i could basically tell somebody if they're away to go through labor is don't listen to anybody's experiences because your experience might be completely opposite and i was petrified yeah, so unique to you yeah i was petrified of getting gas, gas in the air because of other people's experiences but I loved it. Like I actually loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it was so fun. Honestly, I absolutely loved it. That's so good that it worked for you, though. Yeah, it? it really did. Um, it really helped me. It just kind of made me more like cheery, and you know, like I can do this. And then when I got to the birthing suite, I was about seven centimeters because they examined me again, and then oh, they good progression then. Yeah. Um. So 
I asked to still have the epidural because I was just like exhausted at that point. And I was just like, yeah, just give me it. Um, and I asked to see the needle before. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I, I think I was just high on gas and air. And honestly, I don't oh know why goodness. I asked to see it. But it was totally fine. I The only thing I felt when I was kind of going in, it was this like electric shock. And my partner, Matty, bless him, he is really bad with needles. Absolutely hate needles. So he wasn't with me. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, it was I bet funny. he didn't ask to see it. No, he was actually next to the window, like all of us spewing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was grabbing onto the midwife. Um, don't get me wrong, like I felt it a tiny little bit. Um, but it didn't feel bad. I just felt like an electric shock going down my leg. And then as soon as that was done, like as soon as they set me up, you know, put my like clothes on and stuff, I basically pressed the button and it kind of like released into my back. So I felt this like cool sensation going down my back, but it wasn't painful. It wasn't uncomfortable. And it just kind of did like... Did you feel anything or were you completely numb? Like, no, could you so move just, your legs? Could you stand yeah, up? Yeah, so I could still move my legs, which was really That's good. so good, isn't it? Yeah, it just kind of like numbed my belly. And they used this mm-hmm. like cold spray that if she was to spray it on my arm, because I ask a million questions, honestly. So like she sprayed it on my arm and it was freezing cold. But like she sprayed it on my belly, I couldn't feel anything. And that's how like they kind of test it if you can feel things. Um, and I spread it on my legs and I could feel it. And it's like really, really freezing. It's crazy. It's so clever. I know. It, it was really fun. And I remember just being in the birthing suite. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is actually really, really nice. Because all these like drips and things like that were kind of behind me. And in front of me, there was just like this calm kind of wall of like, I don't know. There was like butterflies and you know it was really Excitement. yeah it wasn't like any bright colors or anything it was just like quite like a quite like a calm room and there was a little like a mini microwave you know where the like half the baby's hat and stuff like all warmed <laughs> up and like a blanket and I was just like oh my goodness like it's actually getting so real it was and crazy. did you know you're having a girl yes so we knew oh, and we knew her name so they put like baby Remy on the wall and it just felt really real. It's funny because like all throughout my pregnancy, I knew I was going to be a mom, but I never really believed it. I know it sounds really strange, but I couldn't like imagine myself with the actual baby, even though I knew I was going to have her. It was so strange. So when I was actually in that room and like I seen that little hat and like her name, I was like, and all these people like, you know, around me, I was like, oh my goodness, like, it's actually happening. Yeah, she's having a baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So did they sort of leave you to it for a few hours, let you dilate further, and then yeah. check you again? So they checked me again. I think I got the epidural like 3 a.m. or like 4, I can't remember. And then they checked me again at 9. But because epidural can like slow you down, it did slow me down. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I dilated anymore, which is obviously like quite worrying. So I think they gave me a hormone drip. And then they just yeah. kind of like left me again. And because obviously like I didn't feel anything um, because of the epidural, like I was fine. Um, I just couldn't sleep basically. So I didn't sleep that night either. Um, and then they examined me again, I think, because at nine when they examined me, they basically told me that 
you know, at this stage, they would kind of be getting me ready for a C-section now. But because there were so many emergency C-sections and I actually heard a few ladies being really, you know, loud and they just seemed like they were so uncomfortable because their epidurals didn't work. Um, oh, so gosh. I just felt so like bad for them and I was just like, oh my God, yeah, totally. And like I was saying, like a C-section, although I obviously didn't want it because I know how huge of an operation it is. Some people think it's like an easier option or whatever. But it's like, I don't think any of it's easy. Um, but I just know how much layers, you know, they cut through. And my sisters actually had two C-sections and I just know how how the hard. Yeah, it was a little bit different to like all the nat- like other births that I've heard about and stuff like that. Anyway, so at that point, C-section was mentioned and... I was kind of nervous because, you know, it's a major operation. Um, so they came back again at like 11. They left me for a little bit longer just at all. So when they came back, they said that I'm fully dilated. So I was super happy. And then this is when it kind of like hit me even more. Like honestly, my whole life just kind of like flashed in front of me. It was crazy. I was shaking. So like the adrenaline just like hit me and I was shaking so much. So I actually had to have gas in here to calm down. And like mentally, because I was getting myself into such a deep hole of like emotions and like everything that me and Matt have been through. Like we grew up together, like all these things and it was absolutely crazy. Um so when I had the gas in here, I just kinda like calm down and I was like right I'm ready again yeah I'm ready because I knew I had to you know focus because even though you have the epidural you still kind of have to push Mm. like when they kind of tell you maybe even like more so because you can't maybe feel any exactly so I knew I needed to like listen to the midwives you know I knew from watching one point every minute that this next step was very important um and were you on your back to push so I was yeah I was like sitting on my bum which I never thought would be. Yeah. I thought I would always be on like on my fours. I don't know why. Mm, same with me. I I was the same. I didn't think it would be comfortable, but it actually was. I can't imagine like doing it other way. Um. So yeah, and then I started pushing, and she was here at twelve twenty eight. Which oh, <laughs> I don't know why it makes me so emotional. So I think how bless you. I only pushed for like half an hour. But they kind of just waited oh, for the head to like kind of come down first. So even though I dilated at like 11 fully, they kind of just like waited for the head to kind of make its way down. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When did your waters break actually? So they broke my waters for me actually. Okay. Yeah. So when I was. Before your epidural? No, after. Okay. Yeah. And they just kind of went everywhere. <laughs> yeah it's um, weird isn't it I know I felt so bad for the midwife it was a shooting midwife doing it and I was like I'm so sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> silly. I know but can you imagine the things that they see like honestly it must be such an amazing job <laughs> but also really overwhelming um absolutely so intense yeah but yeah and so did they put, pass her straight onto your chest so they did, did. Was she, she was crying they passed her on um but straight away I felt so sick like I was losing it but that's because they told me I was losing so much blood so I had a second degree tear um and although I was so like happy and stuff I just felt like my body kind of dipping down 
So the pastor, she was crying with me, and then the pastor to her dad, and straight away she stopped crying, like straight away. And I remember just looking at that, I was like, oh my goodness. Because when I. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I know, it was really, really nice. Because my mom told me that when I was born, I was screaming, and then as soon as they laid her, uh, they laid me on her chest, I stopped crying. So I was kind of expecting the same thing to happen this time around um, with my my own little girl, but I didn't. She just stopped crying with Matty, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but it was... Almost fuming, like, what the heck, why not me? <laughs> I, know. I know, but she, yeah, it was so magical, and then they just kind of, you know, sewed me up, and I was just staring at them. Bless you. And did you um, have the injection for your placenta to come out if you were bleeding? Did they sort of want to get that out straight away and sort of try and stop the bleeding? I can't really remember how it all happened. I feel like it was so fast, but I remember them telling me that they were going to, because they asked you before if you're happy to get the injection, and I said yes. Um, But I can't remember like when or how my placenta came out. I feel like that was just like so fast because I just started to dip down so quickly um but after that like an hour after I was like all sewed up and stuff like that I was basically on my feet I could walk like the epidural was still kind of like on my tummy but I was able to like walk to the um bathroom by myself and I had a shower by myself an hour after it was it was pretty crazy but I think that's just like the the person inside me I was just like so ready for the shower and I was like no I'm getting to that shower you know and then yeah when when while I was away Matty kind of you know had Remy and when I came back she was like all changed into her outfit and it was just like oh it was it was amazing yeah and how were you gonna did you have a plan on what feeding at all bottle or breastfeeding or anything I didn't I also didn't buy any bottles so it was kind of like a I always wanted to breastfeed, but I knew I wasn't going to put too much pressure on myself, even though I did later. Um, but before kind of labor, I was just like, whatever happens, happens. But like I say, I didn't buy any bottles. So I was kind of like, I already made my mind up <laughs> deep inside, even though I didn't actually like vent it. And so she was amazing. She latched on straight away. Uh, which was great, but I I don't know if it's got anything to do with the size of boobs you have, but I was literally a double A, like I had nothing, I had pancakes. <laughs> so I felt like, you know, the way I could describe it, it was like this hoover was literally sucked onto me and it was just so painful. So even though she was so good at it, it just felt like my whole skin and everything was just like stretching and things like that. But I just felt like I had to do it for her. So I was like in so much pain. But I just kept telling myself it's all for you. And now knowing what I know, like toddlers, you know, like we were saying before we started recording that like toddlers eat chips off the floor now. And like, you know, it's like, (laughs) I don't know if I would just put myself through so much pressure. I just felt like, because I started feeding her with the boob and she was like so good at breastfeeding, I felt like if I was to give this child formula now, I would be the worst mother in the world. And that is completely untrue. I was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just really, really silly. 
it's hard I think those first few days when you're so exhausted and tired or you're so in love with them and you just you I think you don't you can't really think straight so you're just just, trying to do the best you can do I know she was on me so much that evening and because it was like during COVID times like I mentioned literally like three hours after birth um Matt, you had to leave, so it was just kind of like me and this little human by myself, you know? That's so hard, And it was so it? funny because <laughs> Matt was like, right, my phone's going to be on loud, you can message me anytime. And because he was so exhausted and so overwhelmed with everything that happened, he didn't wake up once. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> so um, I was totally fine about it because, you know, some people would get, like, angry or whatever, but I knew that he was just exhausted as well. Because yeah, it's a lot for them to kind of, like, to. watch you go through such a roller coaster of emotion um, and they can't mm-hmm. do anything. So I think, yeah, you know, out of their hands. Some, some people say, like, oh, well, you know, they don't have to do anything and like I totally agree with that they don't but I think they still worry about you you know it's still like an emotional journey for them and like some sometimes these kind of things that happen are emotionally draining are worse than like running or like going to the gym because I don't know mentally I feel like whenever there's anything on my mind and it's like mentally draining me not draining or it's just like a big thing happening it drains me more makes me more tired than like you know an exercise would if that makes sense I don't know oh yeah totally yeah I'm not sure if any of this makes sense at all no no that does that takes total sense and so were you allowed to go home the next day yes so she was born on my birthday and we spent both of our birthdays obviously in the hospital which was really really special I felt like that was I just felt like the happiest person alive even though I was so so tired but yeah I just felt so so happy um and then the next day yeah we we eventually got home he picked us Amazing. up and how were those first sort of three four weeks for you well we didn't think we would leave the hospital because we couldn't work the um the baby carrier we not the baby carrier we couldn't work the car the seat. seat we didn't know how to make the straps longer <laughs> <laughs> and then we literally had like three midwives and they were all older around us and they were like bring someone that's literally had a baby in the last 10 years because we have no idea so once we got past that <laughs> we got home and then I was really worried about our dog um because we've had George since I was 20 so we had him for five years at that point and he is going blind so he was born with a retina disease so he was going blind and the year before that when my friend gave birth and she took a newborn to my house he was so so upset so basically Mm. during my pregnancy i kept playing like baby crying noises on youtube so he would get (laughs) (laughs) poor dog exposure therapy (laughs) i know i know but he was totally fine we took her in and he was just as if like he already knew that she was coming home. I know it sounds weird, um, but no, that's lovely. He was obsessed with me, uh, you know, when I was pregnant. Like he would lie on my tummy and stuff like that. So like, I do wonder if they know. Um, yeah, like, I do. I know what you've done. You know, like you're you've made another yeah, human. I know what's coming. I know. <laughs> um, but he was totally fine, and you know, we've had loads of like amazing midwives and health visitors that were just so 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 supportive and. 
I genuinely like think I've done it without them. Um, just because like my mum wasn't there. Not just mum was here, yeah. but it's it's different, isn't it? Like when you go through something so wild, especially for the mm. first time, um, your emotions are kind of like crazy high up in the air, and you just kind of want your mum. Oh, so, so when my so mum intense, wasn't here, I kind of that really that kind of yeah that was hard for me because I didn't think I needed her because I knew what was mm-hmm. coming. But I did. It really hit me. Um, and I think because I was like so tired and stuff like that, it was pretty wild. But overall, oh, it was incredible. Like I literally remember coming through to the living room and she was like sleeping on Marty's chest and I just fell on top of the world. Like, you know, them newborn bub, like people call it a newborn bubble. And it mm-hmm. honestly feels like you're in this bubble and it's just like no, nothing matters. It's just you and you, this tiny human that you literally stayed at for ages and you like celebrate so the tiniest little things. Like if they haven't pooped for like a day, you celebrate like them pooping. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, We did that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I remember there was one week where Remy didn't poop for like three days. And wow, like when she did, it honestly felt like, yeah, so happy. Oh, I, I won the lottery or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, just for time, let's move on. I'm sorry, I just vomit so pregnancy. much. I know. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, so, yeah, when did you feel ready to try again? Um, so, I definitely felt ready before my partner, for sure. Um, I think because of everything that happened this year, like with my parents and stuff, I just kind of went back to like the basics, like what is important to me. And mm-hmm. what is important to me is like family. Family is the most important thing to me. Like no matter how much money you have in the bank, like there was, there was times where we could literally give everything we had to like save mom, but like it wasn't enough. Like, sometimes you just can't you know so with everything that I kind of went through that year I was just like it's just the perfect timing and obviously because things being like that with my mom I just want her to meet the baby and I know it to some people it can sound quite sad but I think we're just so aware of what is happening with her that yeah, you could look at it like, oh my God, like poor me, you, you know, you can dwell on it and stuff like that, but it's just life. Like it actually is just life. And we're so lucky to have these moments, you know, now. And hopefully things will work out, you know, and everything will be fine. But I think with everything like that, I just kind of started the conversation. And with Remy being two, um, you know, coming up to two, I was, I was just ready. I was just... Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was ready um, and I kind of spoke to him and he just wasn't sure just because I think the main thing was like financially um, we're planning on moving next year to Australia like at the end of next year and he was mm-hmm. just like this would just be wild like do you understand like we're in a small flat just now um, just because we've literally lived here since we were 18 it's two bedrooms like it's everything that we need but our mortgage is so little so 
he was just like, would we need to move before we go away and all these like financial things. But then when we kind of stripped it back again to the basics, what is important to us is like having a huge family and literally like an army of grandchildren when we're old running around is literally everything we've ever talked about. I don't know, I'm getting emotional. Um, but yeah, I think really once lovely. we kind of got it back to the basics, what is actually important, we were like, we can do this because... I think once we're kind of on the same, you know, like page, then we're going to make it work. And I think everything just kind of worked itself out. And like with my job now, like I'm really, really lucky that, you know, I'm able to make an income and doing something that like I absolutely love. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'll have to link all of your Instagram and TikTok oh, um, in the thank description you. so everyone can find you. But yeah, that it just seems like perfect timing that that sort of worked out. Um, yeah. And also, before they're even six months old, like they don't really need much. It's exactly. just like you, a tiny bed in your room and you Yeah, know, that's it is it. absolutely crazy because even with like Remy, we were so lucky, like with family, you know, giving us things and paying for things. And with this little baby, I've not had to buy anything. And it just like kind of blows my mind because obviously I've worked hard to kind of get where I am now with like my following and stuff like that. But also sometimes I just don't understand it because I've worked in places where I've literally had like panic attacks and like, you know, I would be working for like minimum wage and literally like hating life and to come from that to this and like babies literally got everything before it's even born it just like really really blows my mind but I'm of course like super super grateful so it kind of just everything just you work hard so you deserve it I know but it's just it's just like sometimes so to say that crazy yeah to think think about Mm -hmm. yeah bless you so when did um you did it take long to fall pregnant this time or so this time around we literally spoke about it in August which is funny because obviously like around we turned both of our birthdays were in August. I just feel like this baby was literally like made in August as well. Well, it, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I actually think it was like on my birthday, which is like obviously too much information. But it's funny. <laughs> how, it's funny how you know, like our baby was born on my birthday, and like the second baby was made on my birthday. Oh, it's just like, your birthday. Yeah, it's just so, so sweet. Um, yeah, really funny. Um. But yeah, so when my period didn't arrive, like I think it was like one day late and I was like, nah, surely not. I think I was stressing myself out again, you know, like deja vu. Um, So this time around, we had pregnancy tests in the house. So once again, I kind of wanted Matty to tell me. So I went and done it in the bathroom and then I came back, gave him the little packaging and Remy was with us actually. Um, I was going to ask, was she there? Bless her. Yeah, so the video is on my page. Um, yeah, so she was in between us. And I, it was actually like last minute thing that I decided to record because I was like, surely not. But just in case, because I love like capturing all these tiny little moments. It's so, so I just nice. like popped it on. Um, and then his face was just like, he just smiled at me. But I think because I wanted it to be true so badly again that um I didn't believe him and then he showed me it and I was so shocked like absolutely shocked it was it was magical but it was crazy that like I I should have asked you 
Did your periods come back then, even though you were still breastfeeding? Yes, so my period came back nine months on the dot. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, it was like literally nine months on the dot, where mm. Mother Nature was like, nope, you've had your time. Yeah, that was Bless it. You. And how has, um, did you say you're, how many weeks are you now? 18 weeks? Yes, you say? 18, over 18. So I'll be, I think, 19 on Sunday or something, yeah. And how are you feeling? How has this pregnancy so far differed to Remy's? Um, so with Remy, I could feel her, I think, around now. But because my placenta is at the front this time around, I've not really felt the baby yet, which is quite not sad. I think um, just because I don't have any other symptoms, like nothing was the way it was with Remy, really. So with Remy, I felt sick from nine weeks until 16 weeks I kind of knew that you know I was pregnant because I felt nauseous but this time around I didn't feel anything I did feel a little bit sick from four to nine weeks but after that I was totally fine and like now if someone if I didn't know I was pregnant I wouldn't have known I was if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Uh, which is wild but yeah I would say I'm just maybe craving different things. Like with Remy, I crave sweet things. Excuse me, in this pregnancy, I'm craving more sweet things now. But at the beginning, I didn't really. Um, But one thing that is kind of like the same is I was vegetarian. I forgot to say that actually with before I fell pregnant with Remy. And as soon as I fell pregnant with her, I was like, as soon as I knew, I craved meat. Yeah, it was like I, know, I thought you were gonna say that. I have heard that is the yeah, thing. Yeah, like it was How so wild. strange, and it, for me, it wasn't burgers. It was like dry chicken. That's horrible. I think it's like the iron. Apparently, yeah. like, that's what I've heard. It's like the iron. It makes you really crave those yeah. kind of foods. And near the end, so much when you're pregnant. Yes, and near the end, I was literally like having steak every single night, which is like mind blowing to me because so I was a vegetarian. Funny. Um, so in this pregnancy, I did actually have a week where I was literally having like steak and fried egg for breakfast because I was just like, I so fancy that so much. <laughs> and before that would be like, oh, no, like, I don't fancy steak, but it's, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah, I would say that's like the main thing. I wonder as well, like, because you're literally running around after a two-year-old all day that you just don't even notice symptoms as much as you would previously sure, because yeah. you've got, you're so preoccupied. Yeah, I think that's true. It's amazing. Well, yeah. So going forward to your birth, like, do you think you'll do any different prep this time, or will you will you just do the same as you did last? So I think because since having my little girl, two of my best friends had had their little girls, and they've had home birth. So two of the girls were actually born in the same pool, not the same time, but they were just my friend bought one, and basically she gave birth, and then the next year she gave birth so we've still got the pool so it's just like it feels some people would be like oh but i think because we're all quite close it just would feel really nice um yeah i think it is and i don't know they just really sold it to me um so i am thinking about a home birth but i just i just don't know sometimes i'm like am i strong enough you know Maybe if Matt wasn't around. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can't it, come. Yeah, you can't come. <laughs> no, of course I need him. But it's just that mentality. Like, I need to kind of... I think I'm going to do hypnobirthing for sure. 
because I think it's seems... I did hypnobirthing and I loved it it yeah. was so good especially just for the breathing um I also used a tens machine I don't know if you know what yeah that is. so one of my best friends when that gave birth at home she didn't want gas in there because it just made her feel sick but she used a tens mm-hmm. machine and she loved it yeah, so I didn't have pain relief either, mm-hmm. and I used the tens machine. And as soon as I get a contraction, I would press the button, and yeah, that didn't go out of my hand. And I also had one of those wave combs, so it's like oh, a wooden okay. comb, um, and it's kind of just like it's meant to like put pain somewhere else in your body to distract you. Um, and those two things oh, wow. I really found helpful personally. So yeah, definitely have a look into those. So did you, you give birth at home or in hospital? No, so I was at the hospital. Um, I would love a home birth because I think it's just amazing. I would just, if anything happened to the baby and they needed really serious, like urgent medical attention and a decision I made had... I know, that's like a big thing. That is the only reason. If I lived five minutes from the hospital, um, but I live about 10, 15, so... Yeah, I think there's... There is a lot to think about, isn't there? Like, we're on the second Mm. floor, so that's... I did speak to my midwife about it, um, but it's just like one of them things that I think they do kind of like a assessment before they kind of say yes or no to you anyway. Yeah, so if you're like low risk and yeah. all of those things. So I'm going to think about it for sure. Yeah, something to think about. It's great that you've got two really good friends that have had it so you can like chat to them about their experience yeah. and things like that. I know. It's just... Oh, I'm so, you'll have to crazy. come back on... Um, and tell us your second birth story. Yeah, I when know. Her, him or her. I know, it's knows. crazy. I wonder what it is. What do you think it is? I think I'm going to say girl. Okay, good. What do you think? I feel bad. I really feel bad because I feel like you're meant to be, and of course, I am happy either way. But with Remy, I really wanted a boy for my first. And when I had her, I was like over the moon. And now I want three girls. They're wild. Yeah. <laughs> I would love three girls. They're absolutely wild. I think it's just your use. You know what you have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you know at the moment. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I do know that. Like, I feel like girls are so much harder because of like hormones and stuff like that. I was a wild mm. teenager, but <laughs> I just feel like I can do it. You know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Will you share your gender reveal like on Instagram for us to, um, to the listeners to go and go and see, or will you? Keep I think I probably will because it's just you know I like sharing these tiny little moments. So I think yeah, the way we're going to do it is we're going to find out our, on our anniversary, but we want Remy to tell us. So oh I God, think we're going to do. <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be so special. That is so sweet. So she obviously like knows colors and stuff. So I think we're going to get a cake. And then um, she's going to tell us the colour and we're like, going to close our eyes. I think it's going to be really special. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I love the video you put up of her running in with your parents. Oh, I your family. I didn't look at that um, video for months. Scan. <laughs> and then yesterday when I was editing it, I just, I was crying every time I would press play because I think the music Pretty. just makes it so, like, emotional. Um mm. But yeah, and she's so sweet and cute. Bless her. She's so funny. She's honestly like, like my little twin. I I love her so much. The way she talks to people is like the way I talk to people, and it just makes me feel so proud because she is such a little sponge. You know, she just takes everything in. 
apologies for the abrupt ending there. Um, unfortunately, Esther's AirPods ran out of battery, but that's okay. I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Esther's so lovely, and I'm so excited to see how the rest of her pregnancy with her second baby goes. Next week, I'm speaking to Hannah. She talks us through her two births, the first being um, an emergency C-section and how she went through a V-back for her second birth. It's a really interesting one and I can't wait for you guys to hear. Have a good week.